Welcome to this week's episode of Syrup Shots Gaming. And I said it right this time, Dave. <laughs> oh, you got over your case of Bell's Palsy. That's good. <laughs> Little victories. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Tyler. And the guy making fun of me there is Dave. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Hugo. Happy birthday oh. to For those of you who don't know, this past week, one of our other hosts, uh, Chris, uh, had his, him and his wife, Mickey, had their lovely uh, baby boy, Hugo. That is why he will not be joining us this evening and probably several more for the next six months. And longer. <laughs> if, if he can get sleep, he'll be lucky. Yes. Sleep is going to now become a hot commodity in his house. Yeah. And that man cackling because he's got two kids and has already gone through all this is James. Yep. Hello. Hello. Oh, wow. We're a couple oh. friends who get around these microphones every week and just go over, you know, a different topic in video games that we want to talk about. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about hype and how it's both awesome and terrible. But first, what have you guys been playing this week? Well, I actually have uh, still been working on uh, Killer is Dead, the uh, game I started up uh, probably about two weeks ago. Uh, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to play it uh, at all last week. Uh, and this week, I've been rather busy, so if I get time for it this week, it might be a surprise, too. But I'm really enjoying it. Um, I really love the punk aesthetic that uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer brings to their games. Uh, I really like the art style. And actually, it is kind of giving me some ideas for some of my own art pieces in the future. Because I really like, um, it's a cell shaded art style. But it's that kind of really kind of dark, like uh, Sin City comic book aesthetic done in color. But what's kind of cool is that instead of just pitch black in the background and you kind of blending into it, it's usually like a gradation, a, a gradient from like a dark black to like a dark blue or a dark purple. And it really hmm. kind of just is a nice kind of cool saturation in the game. And, you know, for all you art nerds out there, that's something I do want to try uh, for maybe a future art piece of my own uh, in the not too distant future. Um, the plot is delightfully weird. It is absolutely what I was looking for. There are a lot of weird moments and a lot of things that still have not been explained outright. So I'm wonder. I'm hoping there's like a big uh, kind of like climax point that explains everything. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to kind of be left weird to be weird. But uh, I, I did encounter actually though the last level I played. Uh, if you get like the, uh, I didn't realize this, but I got the like a uh, launch edition, you know, like the day one, I guess before it was day one editions, mm -hmm. and it just came with a free DLC, which was an extra episode in oh. the game, not really uh, an extra level. 
and it's not one that's necessarily really pertinent to the storyline necessarily, just kind of a fun one. Uh, in it, you go up against fighting vampires instead. And uh, what's funny is that you have all these like undead in the level and stuff. And uh, I was running through the level and I uh, found a barrel in like this old castle that's just bonking around. And I'm like, what is going on? So I blast it open and uh, out pops Juliet Starling in a cameo. And she is the main character from Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, OK. Burst out wink and then jumps away and i'm like yeah that's awesome <laughs> uh that was just kind of a nice fun little touch you know just to have that it's just out of nowhere it didn't do anything but it was just neat to have nice. you know the fact that games can have fun with themselves like that the little easter eggs uh, i love those like you know when you find all the mario pictures in like ocarina of time and stuff like that that's just fun for me <laughs> Or the uh, the wasn't it like a stuffed Yoshi in Metal Gear uh, Solid uh, Twin Snakes? Oh, it was like a Yoshi and Mario bobblehead. What was even yeah. better if you shot Mario? Uh, he get, he made the one up noise, and then your health would increase ever so slightly. Mm -hmm. And that was during the fight with uh, Cyborg Ninja, so you could just you know go in the corner, blah 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 blam, you know, <laughs> increase your health back up if you weren't doing so well. <laughs> Uh, very nice. Yep. J James, what have you been playing? Um, uh, as I mentioned via text, uh, my second ever JRPG, Disgaea Five. My first being, and this is controversial, I know, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. The reason being is I've discovered with JRPGs, they they have the mindset of hey, we know our game is great, so we, we know you're going to really want to play these levels over and over again, so we're going to make that a requirement for you to advance before you beat the game. And I, I'm not normally exposed to that. Well, that only works for good JRPGs, because there are some that are garbage that have that requirement. I play. It wasn't a bad one, but the game I played before Killer is Dead was, uh, or uh, before uh, actually, the last one I played last year was uh, Knights of Azure, which I liked the character designs. I thought the plot was interesting, but the gameplay loop was rather boring. And what was even worse is it was a like rushed translation job. Ooh. So, you know, there were constant times where there were misspellings and just some, like, and weird, like, sentence structure that I'm like, okay, I'm an art teacher for a reason. It's because I don't do well on, like, punctuation and, like, the rules of English. But if I'm noticing it, it's bad. <laughs> Was it all your bases belong to us bad? Well, uh, they misspelled the main character's name uh, a couple of times. Most of the game, it's Arnis is the main character's name. But when you go to the trophies, it asks, did you fully level up Anders? Who's Anders? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, you just did a terrible job. Okay, guys, gotcha. Nice. One mm -hmm. of my former co-workers was learning Spanish. Um... And I, I happen to know some. So in our work chat, 
I would sometimes talk to him in Spanish. And I couldn't help but put translation fails engineered into my Spanish communication. You know, I, I would say things along the lines of, do you want to go to lunch at Hot Dolphin? <laughs> okay. In Spanish. Oh. And then enjoy his confusion. <laughs> nice. Hot nice. Dolphin. I can't even... What were you even trying to get hot with dolphin. Hot Dolphin? Okay. That's inspired from Venture Brothers. Ah, uh, nice. gotcha. But, yeah. Are you, so are you enjoying Disgaea 5? I am. I am. Uh, the the turn-based tactical movement and all oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. While not having the frantic button mashing, mm -hmm. it's been a wonderful change of pace. I uh, I wanted to get into that series, but I saw like I'm also you know very picky now with like what my time goes to. So, how long to beat has become one of my best friends as a website. And I was seeing like mm -hmm. the time commitment for that series, and I'm just like, oh man, there's five games in that series already, with all the side games as well. But I did buy the sure anime. Just yeah, but I did buy the anime series, however, uh, for the, which is based off of the first one, and that was charming as well as it was hilariously stupid and funny at the same time. Uh, like the plot was the, the prinnies. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> yep. Did they still say dude? <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, it was great, but um. The plot was basically that the son of the Lord of Demons, Waharl, has come back to claim his father's throne because his father died choking on a biscuit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so he teams up with another girl demon and then an angel who has been sent down to preach the gospel of the good word to the lost souls to try and convert them. And so she reluctantly becomes like a party member to this whole ordeal. Uh, it was, it was great. And then I've like read that like one of the side games is all about the printies where like you have only like a thousand of them. So like a thousand lives and the quest is to retrieve the missing panties for one of the main characters. <laughs> Uh, again, the prenies are just uh, go ahead. Further proof that whatever drugs Japan has, America's not getting them. <laughs> yeah, the the prenies yeah. are these convicted souls that are doomed to be in penguin form in hell for eternity, and they have to end every statement with "dude." And they're but treated the as just this disposable commodity. Like, <laughs> have trouble with an enemy? Just throw a prinny at it. It'll mm -hmm. explode upon impact. Yep. <laughs> and uh, dude is pronounced dude, and it's all it's spelled out D O O D in the game, I believe. <laughs> yep. How about Very yourself, nice. Tyler? What you've been so, playing? 
Oh, James, you had something? Oh. Uh, I was just saying that was fun. Uh, I've been playing two things. So one is uh, I've been getting into Guilty Gear XR Rev 2, uh, getting ready for Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, that, that, that game is so much fun. And Dave knows about this already, James, but I have finally decided I'm going to learn a new instrument. Okay, I have like, three questions. Okay, what? I've got three answers. Uh, listeners, for those of you who why. didn't, for those uh, of you who didn't see it, Tyler held up his new—is uh, that an eight-button arcade fighter controller? It is. It is the Mayflash Arcade Stick F three hundred, and it so it's, it's yeah. Uh, I got it from Amazon. That answers your where. Um, and why? It's because I've always wanted to learn how to play arcade fighters, you know, arc arcade style, but never really had a, a means to it. I found this on sale, and I'm finally gonna I'm finally gonna learn. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Hadoukens like you're supposed to. <laughs> uh, so I, it's it's gonna be a learning curve. I can already tell I'm not as good as I am, you know, without it. But I'm enjoying it. It's got a great kind of tactile feel to while you're playing games. I gotcha. Um, Please tell no, me you're putting orders in someplace as well. I'll never tell. Just for the, <laughs> the full experience. Like between a dress or something. <laughs> He's carved a small hole and put a 25-cent sticker next to it, putting quarters in the slot. So I do actually one day want to make a, a PC cabinet that looks like an arcade cabinet. So mm, nice. Uh, I have so that have, dream as well. <laughs> yeah, and it'll have the arcade sticks on the top there, but it will open up to a drawer of all the other controllers. Mm, nice. So, so that's one thing. Now, and hey, are you going to mod this I like, like you did? Uh, oh, sorry. What did you say, James? Oh, I just said I like ergonomic more. This is actually a better example. That is my mouse. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if you were going to mod it like you have your uh, controllers, Tyler, because I know some people can do it. But there's like a light-up LED light around each uh, button, and it you know turns on as you uh, depress the button and everything. Uh, eventually, I am actually... Do I have it handy? I am getting ready to do the last uh, mod on my controller. So this is a controller mm -hmm. where I've modded to do uh, LED lights for the analog sticks and the buttons. Mm -hmm. But I am actually going to solder in uh, back buttons and trigger stops. Nice. So that way I can jump without taking my hand off the right analog stick. <laughs> Um, but the other game I've been playing has been kind of fun. It's uh, the demo of Outriders. Uh, I know oh, I was yeah. telling you about it, Dave. Uh, mm -hmm. So, James, Outriders is a new third-person shooter from uh, Square Enix where it's got the game mechanics of Mass Effect in terms of, like, abilities and then guns. Uh, but it's much snappier and much you know, quicker, kind of like Gears of War. 
but with a loot system closer to Destiny or uh, Diablo 3. And in fact, it even has world levels kind of like Diablo does, where you can change how difficult enemies are uh, in the world, but it also changes how good of what loot you drop. And you don't have to play with others online. It does not have to be a shared world. Nice. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tried it two Out different ways. First. That's not ominous at all. What'd you say? Oh, April 1st, yeah. I said out on April 1st. Uh, and then I said that's not ominous at all. Yeah, watch this just be an elaborate April Fool's joke for the gaming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they always do something crazy on April Fool's Day. So uh, I've been... Like, just a nice segment. Sorry. No, you're good. I was going to say, what are they going to promise this year for April Fool's Day? Hey, Nintendo's going to give you good online. Well, I know they're redoing it, but I don't have my fingers crossed. Yeah, I know they've said they were redoing the the, uh, infrastructure for how they're doing it. They've been doing it. But that uh, online system has existed since apparently the Wii days. So yeah, I, I don't have my fingers crossed because, you know, Nintendo eventually does the right thing, but they're going to do everything wrong before uh, they finally get to it first, <laughs> in some cases. And sometimes they go backwards. So... They announced the new uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl games uh, this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it had me kind of reminiscing when I played the originals. And I remembered something about the originals that you won't be able to do on the Switch. Voice chat. You could do oh. online player voice chat on the original DS, but you can't do it on the Switch. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is just further proof that at times you can tell that Nintendo is very stuck in their old Japanese origin business ways. And I'm like, guys, you know, that may have worked well for the 70s through the mid eight through the late 80s. But there are some things you very much need to come to the 21st century on. Well, part of me is wondering if they've been always been like, hey, we're not going to invest in online because we want people to get together. We want them to actually hang out in person and play together. Yeah. And then, but I think then, that, then I think, you know, this little, just just a little thing happens, you know, it's called yeah, uh, we're, oh, we're, coronavirus. Yeah. And I, and I just imagine like Nintendo's just sitting over there like Job from Arrested Development. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> But we still want families to get together. Oh, Grandma's dead now. Oh, fourth controller's open. <laughs> nice. All right. Very fun. So, Alrighty. Sounds like we've been playing a lot of. I'm sorry. What, James? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say for me, the online has not been a big big deal because I, in my current existence have to be able to hop on or hop off a game with about a minute's notice mm. yeah and when it comes to online play I've, i never cared so much to play with strangers because I, I would rather have fun with you guys uh 
The only game that finally guess me got me out of that funk was uh, Monster Hunter World because even then I could at least you know, you know, mute them, mute them, and you know we're all sharing a common goal. Goal we're not competing, mm-hmm. and and then also you know if I'm the one who's invited them at the same time, it's just like, okay, you've got carded two times, and all the rest of us are pulling the weight. I'm booting you. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our topic of the week. Let's talk about yeah. hype for a second. So kind of going back to Pokemon, that's kind of what kind of stirred me to talk about that this week. So mm-hmm. Nintendo mm-hmm. had their 25th anniversary. By the by, mm-hmm. um, oh darn, we're missing that Post Malone Pokemon concert right now. Darn. <laughs> Which Are we going to have to get our Bud Light Seltzer as well? Darn. Uh, slight, slight tangent here. Who at Nintendo went? We need a musician to really be the face of Pokemon. Ah, uh, yes. Go, Post Malone. Yeah, let's go with the guy that looks like he went through, you know, uh, a printer mishap and just tattooed everywhere. <laughs> I am proud to say that even if someone offered me a million dollars to do so. I cannot name one of his songs. Same. I I can only because it's on the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. I still haven't seen that one. I know. Really? I, yeah, I know. I, I I should. I should. I just haven't yet. Hands I down. Have. It was enjoyable. I I'm going to go past enjoyable. I'm going to say it's the best Spider-Man movie there's been thus far. Wow. Well, yeah. That's not mm. a high bar. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 was good. Which one? The, the one that's actually <laughs> yeah. called Spider-Man 2. Uh, the one with Alfred Molina as uh, Doc Ock. Okay. I didn't look dislike Far From Home. I thought that was pretty good. I actually haven't gotten a chance to see that one yet. Okay. But, so, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Direct this week. 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The community was so psyched. They were so pumped. Mm-hmm. And then they unveiled it. What everyone had hoping for. Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I personally thought, yes. And it looks faithful, just upped graphics. I, I'm loving it. I'm excited. And yeah, then they the, showed... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just... The overworld art style, they've kept very similar. It's kind of reminding me of the... The remake of uh, Link's Awakening, actually, and that kind of toyetic look. Yeah. But it's also kind of nice, though. Then when you go into the battle, it switches to, like, the new style graphics that they have for um, Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. And then they announced uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And that looked amazing in my mind. That does look cool. I read up on that. And... You know, it's kind of like steampunk Pokemon because it's before, you know, there was like leagues and stuff and the Pokemon, the Pokeballs are wooden and steam powered. So I actually kind of go into the Pokemon lore there. In Gen 2, there is a a man who can make Pokeballs and he uses these Mm -hmm. uh, apricorns is what they're called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if these Pokeballs are just hand carved apricorns. Hmm, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was excited. 
And then I made the mistake that anyone does. I looked at Reddit. Oh. And people are upset. If ever there was a hive of scum and villainy, that was Reddit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So people were upset because they were expecting it to be done in the Sword and Shield style. You know, completely Mm -hmm. open world. And then uh, a lot of people were complaining about Pokemon uh, Legends uh, because it looked a little grainy. It it had a little bit of choppiness to it. It, Well, this is like the pre-alpha kind of build of the game. Right. Uh, Not only that there. It's the Nintendo Switch. It's Mm -hmm. not the powerhouse that is the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, you know? Yeah, it's, or it's a never a PC. I mean, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, people's hype levels of getting excited set the bar so high that, that it sets were... IQs plummeting, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys and your thoughts on getting hyped about a game coming out or uh, announcements, and yet maintaining reasonable expectations so that way you're not overly disappointed i gotcha so let's let's start with kind of our our history here is there an example of a time where you guys got like super hyped about a game and then was slightly let down or very let down by the time you actually played it well you know i guess i kind of could say that in general because i guess i'm old enough that I used to be the person, like, all the way through college and into, like, my my very late 20s that I was reading, like, the gaming news websites daily. I would, you know, I would read up on everything. And then I just noticed that as I was playing games, it's not that, you know, they were necessarily bad, but it's just like the magic of discovery and not knowing was, wasn't there anymore. And so I actually rarely wa- um, go to gaming websites like uh, Kotaku, IGN, and those news websites for video games anymore. Just because it's to the point, though, that it's just like almost like I'm old enough. I guess I don't care as much about that kind of stuff because i don't want to just spoil the experience for me like you know i went into ghost of tsushima knowing uh it's a it's a game about samurai and that was it and you know it was just this wonderful lovely experience but i'm sure that it's like you know i had watched all of this other stuff you know and kind of you know read more and more and more into it you know i would have known a whole lot more and then those things would have been as surprising so you know, that's why I stopped doing it. Now, there are something, it's not like I'm completely illiterate to this stuff anymore. Absolutely not. It's just I've specifically chosen and kind of made my Facebook feed be for specific companies that I actually, you know, really enjoy. And uh, basically, whenever they post like a Facebook update, you know, saying, you know, like, hey, like Pokemon 25th anniversary, you know, there was that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, and you know, and I found out that stuff about Pokemon Legends Arceus, but it's like I've fallen back more on word of mouth with you guys, and then like you know the Facebook posts from 
these companies rather than just getting this constant stream of information. And then also I'm, I'm on Reddit a lot too. And, you know, they'll post uh, games. So I'm like member of a lot of subreddits. So if I'm scrolling through and see something interesting, that's that. But, you know, I don't, I don't explicitly read gaming websites anymore for that very reason. Fair enough. I, to keep to keep myself at the appropriate level of hype, I guess. <laughs> I go ahead. No, no, I'm just it's just, but I'm trying to remember like a specific example of uh, for myself where you know like a game was so overhyped, but I think more so it's like I've always reading about those like situations where the. Um, the consumers in general get way overhyped and it's just like, guys, it was never going to match this level of uh, insanity that you had prepared for it. All right. You go ahead, James. Uh, For me. um, Well, I, I, I know of Kotaku. I don't know if I've ever really, spent more than 15 minutes on it in my entire life, like totally mm-hmm. elapsed time. Mm-hmm. I I try to I, I actively avoid getting excited about something before it's released most of the time. Unless I have played something in this series before mm. and I really like it. In which case I will allow myself to get just really excited about it. Now, a recent time that I got burned uh, was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Mm. I played the ever-loving stuffing (laughs) out of the previous ones way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... So I I did something I rarely do nowadays. I pre-ordered it. Like I was all in on this. And my Joy-Cons at the time had a bit of a drift issue. And... After all this time, they somehow went back a step. Hmm. Well, uh, like it wasn't as polished and like whoa as the previous entries were, despite having tons more time to develop this. And wasn't it a completely different developer? Because I, I thought the original team was like long since gone. I think you're right, Dave. Oh, I don't even know. And I believe even oh. I think Nintendo even published it. So, mm-hmm. which was very surprising to me because Nintendo doesn't often publish uh games they don't necessarily own or have interest in owning so but there have been you know some very and that's a different topic but they have done that on a surprising few occasions i was just surprised that was one of them another one was star wars battlefront Mm. i even the original i played once again the ever-loving stuffing out of the ones I think they were on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2 was amazing. 
it had just these tons of features. It is a awesome game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought, again, lots of time has passed. They, they already had this great thing to work with. Lots of awesome stuff in that. They, they just have to build on it a little bit, tighten up the graphics. They've got a kick-butt game. Mm-hmm. No, they just hollowed out all those features and they were basically it's just okay. They were banking on the success of the name, so it, mm-hmm. it was Battlefront in name only, from my understanding. Pretty much. EA does what EA do. Yep. Ironically, my overhyped game that kind of came back to bite me a little bit is also from EA. And it, it, it just, it's, it, it finally passed away this week. Rest in peace, Anthem. <laughs> so, I remember you telling me about it before it was released, how excited you were. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, it, it basically looked like, hey, you're a bunch of different Iron Men just flying around, kicking butt, shooting things up, exploring this alien planet, and there's going to be tons of these great visual spectacles to kind of up, go through and play, and they're going to be constantly new missions and whatnot. Game comes out. There's an open world that's mm-hmm. all forest. So you could either be in this forest area or that forest area. Okay. Well, that forest area has got a couple more trees. <laughs> that one has a lake. Oh. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so this planet had one biome. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And mm. the the story was okay, but once it was done, I was like, okay, we're in the end game now. This is where these games and services really shine. And there was no compelling loop. There was nothing to keep going back to it. Hmm. And and it just... It hurts so much because I saw so much potential in that game. If they had just created a, a clearer image of what the continuing game would have been it it felt kind of muddled of what they were going for it was like Mm -hmm. half mass effects but only in the first person in the town part and then the battle systems had guns and you keep getting new loot but they all felt the same they all worked the same and there wasn't a very deep skill tree either so it wasn't like you could customize your character to be very different from other ones And, and that's just kind of where it was a letdown was they could have done so much to keep it fresh and keep people coming back and mm-hmm. I just was sold the image of flying around that I lost sight of what the full game would look like mm. yeah and that was another one that I would say the community um, really hyped up and just some of these companies is just like they're they're perfectly happy to let that hype train go and get that initial money but then sometimes they just fall flat on their faces when they can't back it up like Mm -hmm. um i i remember though and this is one though where i could see the hype train was leading 
to basically a train wreck. And at the start, I hear it has gotten much better. But no Man's uh, Sky? No Man, exactly. No Man's Sky was one that I'm just like, guys, it's not going to be what you think it is at the start. You know, I, I didn't think because I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why is everybody getting so hyped up for this game? And I'm just literally like, I don't even know this company. And then I looked, I had searched and sure enough, all they had made up to that point is three games for basically, you know, phone services that were ported to consoles all in the the Joe Danger series, you know? Oh yeah, Joe Danger. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the, he's the, gonna be the next match DLC. Oh, exactly. He's gonna be, you know, a character and a me costume, you know? Uh and then I'm just sitting there reading, I'm like, who the heck is Joe Danger? <laughs> and you know how um how cliche sounding or it just it sounded like a milk toast game, you know, as I'm reading, I'm like, what the heck is this? And I'm just like, and you guys are expecting this company that has made three phone games to make this massive world of a game, you know, that could do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. Now it's finally getting to that point for years after it came out, that it is actually starting to live up to those promises but at the time, it's just like, you know, I think you could have done a bit of damage control just by saying, hey, guys, we're glad you're excited. But at the same time, we do want to, you know, kind of say, hey, let's, but, you know, they're, they're perfectly happy because they're getting that pre-order money. <laughs> Pre-orders. <sighs> Man, I really only yeah. do them anymore if it's like, yeah, I do them if there's like a cool special edition. Because and it's for a game series I have played before and I like, so I've got a couple around here. Like uh, oh, right over here, I got the uh, bookend Mortal Kombat Nine with oh. Scorpion and Sub Zero, and I think mm -hmm. you did the same with uh, Mortal 10. Kombat Ten to get that uh, Scorpion statue. You know I mean? Yeah, I got I'll do it for that edition. because, but then it's like, you know, I'm getting the the cool statue in the game, and you know, it's just it's kind of a bonus for doing that. But oh. I did think of a game that uh, I pre-ordered for the hype and uh, was severely burned by it. Because as I'm looking, I'm like, I, I got a lot of collector's edition statues around here. But there's one I have tucked in the corner that's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. The Order 1886. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, there were parts I loved in that game. But it was also, what, like four hours long? From what I understood, it was a great tech demo for the PS4. Yes, that's really what it was. <laughs> and I was just like, I was getting hyped for it because the werewolf has been my favorite movie monster since I was little. And it's just like, you're hunting werewolves in this game. That's awesome. Uh, it's a steampunk world, and you're being supplied all your cool weapons by Nikola Tesla. That's awesome. And the game comes out and it's like four hours long. And then, yes, I am hunting werewolves, but there is only three actual werewolf fights. And all the rest of the time, it's them in human form shooting guns back and forth at you. You know, I was, you know, it was, that was one where it's just like, I am deeply regretting my 
collector's edition purchase of this game because I have this little statue of Sir Galahad over here who, who definitely has not earned his spot in the great a annals of uh, gaming history. It's things like that that actually made me develop a metric to help me decide if the game I bought was worth it. And I, I've, I've have dollars per hour of entertainment. How much did I pay for it? How much have I played it? For example, one of my favorite games, Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. I got on clearance, used secondhand for six bucks. I plugged over a hundred hours into that easy. Mm -hmm. And that is a very low dollar per hour entertain of entertainment. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, I, I try to avoid buying a lot of games at full price or $60, mainly one because they do have the hype. Mm. And given how I have such a backlog anyway, yeah, I'm not going to get to it right away, so I might as well wait until the price goes down. Actually, I'm dealing with that myself right now. Uh, I really want to play Bowser's Fury for uh, the Switch. Yeah. But uh, I, I have a Wii U still. I really like it. Um, uh, but I played the original 3D World uh, almost to com absolute completion. Uh, I collected all the stars. I collected all the stamps in the game. The only thing I didn't do was unlock like the final challenge world because to get that, what I had to do was get a um, you know perfect jump on the flagpole, you know, to get it from the top. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. And uh, but I did everything else, and it's just like, you know, Bowser's Fury is a nice bonus to that game, but I'm like, I've already beaten that game, and. I don't know if Bowser's Fury, which is like a six-hour experience, is worth $60. The problem I'm also having with it is that because it's a Nintendo game, it's going to stay $60 for quite a long time. So, forever. Yeah. And if you get it just right, maybe it'll be 45 Yep. Yeah. I'm probably going to wait till I find it uh, used, and it's just... And it's not that I don't want to give Nintendo my money because I want them to keep doing cool things. It's just like, I gave you $60, like, you know, how long has it been since, uh, oh gosh, that must have been 2013 because it, it launched the same week as the PS4. And that's why it was so upsetting because Knack outsold Super Mario 3D World and Super Mario 3D, 3D World is by far the better game. <laughs> But you've got Knack 2. Uh, there are some games that are just proof that, you know, the creator doesn't like us some days. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying... I didn't think... There were parts of Knack that, like, it was cool to see all of these, like, shapes form this big, giant kind of, like kind of free-floating piece magnetic mech. You know, that the graphics and art style was cool at times. And then you also grow to the size of a kaiju for, like, the final big battle of the game. 
But then there, you know, there's other times where you're playing. I'm like, this game is trash, and it's and it was hard at times too. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, dinner is coming back to visit everybody. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm. Actually, it was potatoes. <laughs> Always a good choice. <sighs> nice. Yes. 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 So. Getting overhyped can be a bad thing, but what mm-hmm. about part of hype is speculation, what you think might happen. Mm-hmm. So where do we draw the line of speculation uh, overstepping its bounds? And I'll give you a prime example. Two characters left for Smash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People are going nuts. People are going cray cray. Or mm-hmm. There was the Grinch leak that everyone thought was going to be true. It wasn't no <laughs> no and it, and even you and i before the podcast and like the pre-show we were talking about a supposed leak that has been gaining more credence about a uh, a concert that actually is going to be like they're kind of, they did this for melee years ago after everything was finished up they did an actual uh, orchestral concert where they played tracks from the game and then they actually printed cds and you got it free in an issue of nintendo power now, uh, according to this leak, they are doing the same thing. The orchestra has already, you know, been slowly preparing for this concert, and the plan is to again do CDs. But like they did with Smash uh, for Wii U and 3DS, they're going to, you know, make it be available via my Nintendo services. And he goes, they're going to have a song for each franchise uh, represented in the game. Uh, or like you know, one for each like grouping of characters. So there'll be like you know, one Mario characters track, one uh, Donkey Kong characters track. And he goes, yeah. And uh, but the last two that they you know, here's two though that belong to characters that have not been announced. And one was like a uh, Insanity Beach, which is from the Crash Bandicoot series of games. And then the last one was uh, I got I forget I'm gonna butcher the title, but it. it uh, it, it was the name of a monster hunter uh, track that's like specifically for hunters. And so the speculation then goes, oh, we're going to get Crash Bandicoot and uh, a monster hunter. And again, I'm not opposed to that. But then again, anytime that I see it that says, you know, this leak comes from 4chan, I'm like, oh, well, I got to take this with a grain of salt the size of the known universe. <laughs> Plus, it's going to be Wario. <laughs> Why Luigi? At this point, you know, I just, I don't want it to happen just to keep the memes alive. Uh, because Sakurai is a troll. He, he loves it. And I, I love it too. And, you know, I love that in each Smash game, there has been that troll character. And I, I love it so much. I, I, it is hysterical. You know, the first game, Jigglypuff. Second game, you had Pichu. Third game, you had Rob the Robot. Fourth game, We Fit Trainer. What? And then finally, in Ultimate, we have Piranha Plant. Oh, Chef Kiss. That's just beautiful to me. And then you could also play as the other four troll characters. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember one time I, I got on with Tyler, and we were double Pichu, 
in <laughs> <team> battles <laughs> online. Oh, wonderful. I can't remember. Did we win any of those matches? I don't think we did. We got booted because we were so bad from a few of those matches. <laughs> where we were like, off the screen accidentally and it disconnected us because it said that you we were doing so poorly. Oh, that we were trying to kill each ourselves. Nice. Uh, so... Do you think it's wrong to kind of speculate and kind of theorize what's going to come out? And it could be for Smash characters. It could be for Nintendo Directs, Sony State Plays. No, it's it's great to theorize, but I'm just getting sick and tired of people that being like, oh, the theory should work because it's this, and it's this, and it's this, and it's just... No, it, it, it doesn't have to do that. You know, it's fun to speculate, and it is fine to do that but when your speculation evolves into this expectation exactly that's when you're going to set yourself up for disappointment and i think that's what some people have a real big problem with it like it's fun like i've been part of reddit conversations and like you know one guy brought up i was on the metroid forum and he's just like you know, Samus always, like, losing her powers for some stupid reason has been kind of overdone, but it is kind of a trope in the game. And he goes, now I'll admit, you know, Metroid Other M, you know, did it the worst, you know, or, oh, she had them all, she just couldn't use them. How would you do it better? And so I just got him, well, you know, what I would do is I would have her be in, like, a, oh, like a space station or, like, a Galactic Federation outpost. The outpost is attacked and is about to blow, and she can't uh, get the suit back before uh, she uh, has to escape. And so, like, you start the game basically a zero suit, and the first thing you got to do in the game is literally find a Chozo outpost to get, you know, rearmed up. And I'm like, well, that's how I'd do it. That is speculation. And everybody else was like, hey, that's a good idea. You know, and you can slowly find it over the course of, like, the beginning parts of the game and that'd be a great reason to explain why you don't have those power-ups from the last game they blew up <laughs> kind of a diehard one kind of yeah yeah <laughs> yep. yeah you was just relaxing uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yep no and uh th- see that's speculation that's fine that's fun but at the same time though I would, my mind would be blown if someone, you know, like responded to me years from now. Like, your prediction about how it happens in Metroid Prime 4 wasn't correct. I'm like, that's because you're stupid. That's why. <laughs> you didn't have a crystal ball to. Yeah. My, 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 my magic eight ball from Shazam wasn't working that evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Now, as much as I do like waiting, I, I I typically don't buy hype 90, 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. That being said, the, the few games that I have gotten on day one, there is a little magic to it, just when it's a good game mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. decent game. There is some magic going and playing at the same time everyone else in the world is. Usually oh, when yeah. I get to a game, I am just going down a well-trodden path and 
I'll explore it for myself, but mm-hmm. in the whoa moments, like mm-hmm. I, I look online and there's discussion forums from from like five years ago mm-hmm. that I'm that late to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to other things for me, I only really, everything is speculation until the company actually says something. And when they do, I make it a point to listen to what they have to say. Because some people, sometimes it seems like they don't, and then it gets a little out of hand. But that's why I liked Smash Brothers Ultimate's reveals all the time, because, you know, rather than, you know, keep the speculation running rampant, eventually it comes out, we will have a trailer being revealed, you know, in the next week. Uh, explaining what's, who's coming to Smash Brothers, and then we get a cool uh, theatrical-style trailer. That's the kind I like. Not to say that game companies don't, you know, don't, you know, uh, selectively choose their words. No, yes, they do do that. But at the same time, I also selectively say things, listen, and then, like, I'll go online and see people are like, well, it said they're going to do this, and I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> But it looks like James has a counterpoint to me. What's up? Sometimes even what they say, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I wait for them to walk their talk before I truly believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, Nintendo, yeah, I, I believe them more than a lot of other publishers. Mm-hmm. Like with Smash Brothers, when they say this character's going to be in there. Yeah. They, they <laughs> haven't proven that. I also like how they're forthcoming with some things, though, that like other publishers just like won't be at times. We've talked about this before. Uh, I am a little disappointed, though, that like this past week, you know, I know Pokemon is having the 25th. And that is, you know, honestly, aside from Mario, it's probably their, their best, most selling video game franchise of all time. But Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to I'm counting like world uh, because also Mario had a 35th anniversary uh, last year, and I think Zelda had it was supposed to be like last week, and the only talk of it that Nintendo really had was that Skyward Sword HD is coming. Now, I would have liked them to have discussed more. I would have liked them to have had a few more maybe like events going for kind of these things like i would but again we're in uh a, you know we're in a pandemic so it's not like they could you know re-announce oh well, we're having uh the symphony of the goddess you know like concert tour come back well they can't really do that but um you know i do like that they were able to come out and kind of say though hey for breath of the wild 2 we know you're probably expecting some news but honestly we just don't have any right now and then also with Metroid Prime 4, they kind of had to say, look, we started with one developer. We didn't like where it was going, so we've gone back to formula with that. And it's disappointing to hear, but at least it's honest. Yeah. True. True. So I I think Skyward Sword, as I, I mentioned on the group text, mm-hmm. I heard Sky, I heard re-release HD. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how did Bethesda sneak into this? 
They already did it for Switch already. <laughs> yeah, well, I I own it on the Switch. Yeah. Got to get them Legend of Zelda costumes. <laughs> so I've real fast, spent more than three hundred hours on the Switch on it. Wow. So what you say, Tyler? Uh, so real fast here, because I was curious. I am looking at uh, the Wikipedia article for a list of highest grossing media franchises. Okay. okay. Pokemon's number one. Okay. Yep. And I, that's not just for video games. It's be, it beats Mickey Mouse. It beats the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It beats Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It has earned a total revenue of an estimated $100 billion with a B. Mm. Yep. 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 Yeah. N- number two surprised me though. Any guesses on mm-hmm. what number two is? Um, My Little Pony. Who? I I, I don't have a guess. Hello Kitty. That was not a serious guess. Okay, that would have been a good one. I, I do get Hello what Kitty. Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty. It was Hello Kitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $84.5 billion. But she's been around for God since nineteen seventy four. Yep, that was I was thinking it was the mid seventies, and uh, that's one of the few characters that that uh, Sanrio because they you know they kind of recycle and make new ones all the time. But that's one they've been able to hold on to for you know well past four decades. So, but to think about that that Pokemon made more than that in half the time is just you know, really speaks to its, uh, you know, player base and uh, attraction that it has. Mm-hmm. Everyone just wants to be a, uh, you know, prize dogfighter. Basically. <laughs> Did you both get the one that sing the Pikachu that sings? Not yet. I, I, I still have to download it. Do you, you don't have Sword or Shield, do you, Dave? Not yet. Nope. There's a uh, for the 25th anniversary. You can download a, a Pikachu that knows the move. Sing. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's funny. Uh, nope. I, I I've been meaning to, but I'm I'm afraid because uh, I put probably about in the matter of probably two weeks. I put like. 120 hours into Pokemon X. And so um I- I'm afraid. <laughs> and uh that and I want Mega Evolutions to come back because <laughs> I liked those. <laughs> I'm curious. It, it, so I'm gonna do some speculation now. Oh, um, okay. Speculate I, away. I am curious if Mega Evolutions are gonna come back for the Diamond and Pearl remix. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of the Pokemon in that could, you know, uh, uh, Mega Evolve. And based on the lore of Pokemon, you can't have Gigantamax in the Sinnoh reason. Okay. So it's a matter of what mechanic are they going to use? Or are they yeah, Gigantamax just... was basically Mega Evolutions as Kaiju instead, it seemed like. Yeah, that's a very accurate uh, description. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes they look different. Yep. So there's there's uh what where the how they differentiate it. There's uh 
something max and then gigantamax dynamax dynamax and gigantamax thank you i got you and when they look different they learn a new move Uh, see i just wanted a i wanted a gigantamax sir fetched but i wanted him to stay the same size while his sword just grew and it was eventually like Doug Dimmodome's hat from uh, <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> you just never saw the end of it. <laughs> uh, of the Gigantamax forms, I think my favorite has got to be uh, um, I'm debating between a couple here. I think it has to be Black- the new... Uh, I'm sorry, what? It just has all the guns. Oh, yeah, Blastoise. Yeah, that's one I was... Uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Blastoise has just became, you know, a U.S. naval ship with just a bajillion cannons coming out of its back. Nice. Sorry, what were you going to say, though? Uh, the other one I was thinking of was... Um, and I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. The new Water Starter Final Evolution. Oh, uh, Sable. Yeah, but what's his final form called? Inteleon. Mm. Uh, he doesn't really grow except for his tail. His okay. tail gets super long and he goes straight up and becomes a sniper perch for him. Nice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I, I think I think hype can be good. I think it can be fun when you mm-hmm. But don't get upset when... Yeah, you gotta keep your expectations in check. 100% agreed. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, games that come out aren't revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Play stuff around, you kind of have an idea of what they can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the promising things that really aren't seen elsewhere probably not gonna deliver it's the old adage everybody it's a, if it sounds too good to be true chances are it probably is yep <laughs> yep 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 except for smash brothers they said everyone's gonna be there and by golly they did it oh yes they did oh yeah I mean, even Microsoft got in on that game. That blew my mind. <laughs> I I would love it if somehow they got a single Sony representation in there. And I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's... That's why I still think it's possible Crash for Crash Bandicoot. Because even though he's not the Sony mascot anymore, he certainly was considered it at the time for for years until I believe it was, I believe it was Activision who bought him up. Yep. Um, but uh, that, that, that would be, you know, kind of the end, the final end nail in the coffin to the, uh, the playground All arguments. Stars. Well, mm-hmm. to the playground arguments from the late nineties, you know, where we were arguing who was better, you know, Mario, mm-hmm. Sonic, or Crash. So real fast here. If, if Crash comes to it, here's how I want the reveal trailer to be. Mm-hmm. It will be the first non-animated uh, reveal trailer. It will be live action. 
the costume with the guy's face on the team? Yes, and he'll be nice. he'll be it'll be him outside Nintendo doing his yelling there, and then someone in a Mario costume comes up. No, and then they start recreating the original Smash Brothers live action commercial. Yes, there we they go. They all start walking away hand in hand and starts playing uh me, So me, Happy Together by the me. Turtles. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they just start beating the crap out of each other. That is, that would that would make me so happy. Uh, but you know what? If it doesn't happen, what? I'm not going to yeah. be heartbroken. Exactly. Yep. We all admit it's a good idea. Nintendo, feel free to steal that one from us if that's what's going to happen. If that's what uh, happens. Yes. I bought Season Pass 1. I haven't bought Season Pass 2. If that happens... Nintendo, you have my money. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're getting a great value as it is already because, uh, I mean, heck, Sephiroth was worth it alone, and uh, I really like Min Min, actually. And Steve is just, I can't believe all the work they had to do for Steve because they had Steve to rework is... every stage. Yeah, Steve is the one character I just cannot get a handle on. Mm-hmm. He is so much resource management. Yeah, and, and technical ability mm-hmm. that you have to. Uh. Guys, I think, th- I think that was a good coverage of that topic. Yeah. We Is did anything a good else? job. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> you get a thumbs up. Hooray. With a little wiggle. The thumb okay. wiggled. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, before we sign off today, is there anything else you guys wanted to go over or talk about? Mm. Uh, I'm excited for my PlayStation 5. I was finally able... Uh, I, I've had a very busy, but it turned out to be a rather good week uh, at work. Uh, I kind of fell backwards, bottom first into this, but... Last year, at around exactly this time, we wanted to start setting up an esports team for at work for the students. And uh, naturally, COVID was the natural monkey wrench that it has been for everything. That didn't happen. But I had uh, I was approached actually at the beginning of the semester about starting again by someone who had done, done a lot of homework and basically just kind of showed me this stuff. So I finally was just like, okay, well, we'll see. And then I uh, was talking to administration, and each time it's like, well, take it a little further, Dave. Let's see what we can do. I'll take it a little further, Dave. Let's see. Finally, got there. that got to the point where it's just like, okay, we're signing up. <laughs> and so that happened, and then they were like, oh, well, we need to get this official here. So on Monday, I was informed I needed to present to the school board meeting, which was the very next day. And uh, I uh, I was able to, you know, get that presentation off the ground. I kicked its butt. Uh, we were then made official that night. And then we had our first practice on Wednesday. And we were going to have our first game on Thursday. But an hour before the game time, uh, the other team forfeited. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> a win's a win, I guess. But what's even funnier, though, is that... Uh, 
when I get on to tell the guys, you know, kind of, you know, the double-edged news there, they're also like, oh, Mr. We're having trouble. Uh, Xbox Live services are down. Well, I got good news and bad news. <laughs> but we got that up. And then sure enough, Tuesday night, though, because I was stressed Monday because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've never presented to the school board before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just also like, you know, I'm basically arguing the benefits of video games to people I have never met before and whom a majority are my senior in age. And I've already been kind of given the heads up that the first time we talked about this, it kind of devolved into a violence and video games talk. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this could be a nightmare. But it went so well. So I go home and I'm just Oh, that was amazing. It was great. You know, that went mm-hmm. really well. I'm lying in bed. I'm like, yeah. Turn on some Rick and Morty and just relax. And my phone goes, ba-bing. PlayStation 5s will be at stock in GameStop in limited quantities here within the hour. Well, I'll probably be fighting against a bunch of bots, but a man can dream. I mean, I've had a good day. I sit there for 45 minutes. I'm just watching Rick and Morty, but every now and then I'm just refresh, refresh. Then I remember, oh, my brother had a method when he got his. Use incognito mode because the website usually looks for your internet cache to tell to tell if you're a bot or not, to see if you've constantly been refreshing the page. So I go into incognito mode and, you know, sign and everything and start doing it. Please prove you are not a robot. What? So I have to do one of those capture pictures. Find mm-hmm. every picture that is a stop sign. Add it to cart. And then it's like, wait, what? And then it's like, so I'm checking out. I'm like, oh, this is working. Oh, my credit card information. I'm trying to get everything in. And then at the last minute when it's like, check out. Please prove again that you are not a robot. Find every fire hydrant in this picture. Ah, boom! Thank you for your what order. What time of night is? It was probably it was probably about like nine thirty at night at this point, uh, Central Time. So, but I'm like, I beat oh. the bots. Oh my gosh! Though, yeah. hmm. I mean, you broke up a fire hydrant or two. Yeah. Talk about your high quiz. Yep. But I, I really got to wonder, though, with people who use those bot programs to buy up everything, though, you know, how do those work against CAPTCHA? Because, I, I, you know, really, it, it could be it's a randomized picture. I mean, do they now have programs that can identify photographs on? Uh... Probably. 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 Yeah. So I, I was going to say uh, with Google Photos, uh, if I want to find a picture of one of my dogs, I just say. I just type in dogs and it looks for it pulls up pictures that have dogs in it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things, though, it was one of those pictures that have been broken up into like 10 squares. Mm-hmm. It was like find every part of this picture that has a fire hydrant in there. So I had to click all the squares that even had like a corner of the fire hydrant. And I'm like, I wonder how well it does with that. <laughs> yeah. Depends on well, the software. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, though. No, uh, thank you. <laughs> And I, I debated whether asked I should ask you this during or after the recording. 
Are they going to get Letterman's jackets? Please tell me they're going to get Letterman's jackets. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but what's cool, though, is uh, they're already like, we're going to get you your own space. Uh, because every team, every team has their own physical space, and we want you to have that uh, privilege too. But we're also going to try and get you some machines that the, the students can play on because they're like, you know, it's okay now for them playing at home to, you know, be on their Xbox or their Switch, but we absolutely do not want the students bringing those to school. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they going to play on PCs or are they going to get consoles for the yeah. school? Uh, PC. We already got two consoles for the school, actually, because when we came up with this idea last year, the uh, local police department got like really into it, and so they donated two Xbox One S's to the school. So, yep. But right now, uh, because you know the school, the students are hybrid, and there's really no ability for after-school clubs to meet in person. So I brought one of those home. Because the school internet uh, to try and update an Xbox One on was a nightmare. So uh, I brought it home and I labeled it all. You know, it's basically labeled our high school name and then Hobby Club as the last name. And uh, everything comes through me in my work email and everything too. But I've been plugging that in and it's just like, can we play Rocket League today? We're sure we can. We can play some Rocket League. Can we play some Apex Legends? Sure. We can play some Apex Legends. Can we play Fortnite? We can play a gun barrel in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Fortnite, actually, I have grown to. Again, I make fun of it because, again, when I worked in hospitals, the number of Fortnite dance-related injuries was not zero. And that <laughs> frightens me. <laughs> So when you gave your presentation, uh, yeah, Call of Duty One. Hmm. Did you say Duty? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Goldeneye for the Wii. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to ask Dave uh, when you gave your presentation. Please tell me you had a mic drop moment of, "Hey, it's going to teach them to cooperate with each other, and no one's going to get a concussion." I didn't necessarily have that moment, but I was able to, you know, because the the team we made is Rocket League. That is the Mm -hmm. team that had the most interest. Um, So, but I was able to parlay, you know, like, hey, you know, especially to some of our older members of the board. We do have some younger members of the board, too, that look like they're (laughs) fresh out of college. So they were able to go, yeah, we know what you're talking about. But uh, when I said, you know, it's soccer with rocket cars. You know, and I and then I was able to say, you know, we can also, you know, use, you know, the kind of things that we uh, soccer teaches us, you know, working as a team, communication skills, strategy, thinking on the fly, things like that. Unfortunately, the only thing we're not going to have is that, you know, that physicality component. And, you know, everybody's just, ah, ha, ha, ha. So I had like, I guess I had the big laugh comedy moment with that. Yeah, if they want the physicality with gaming, you'll just have to start your Just Dance Club. And then they ask some good questions of me, too. They're just like, you know, hey, we do want to make sure, though, you know, if I know my kids, though, there have been times, though, where it's just like, you know, there are like child predators and stuff that want to get on and, you know, talk to students and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, 
I have to be present at all matches and, you know, in at least video contact with the students that I have to be able to hear them and uh, talk to them. And she's just like, oh, okay. And then the, the more as we talked about it, and they talk about getting us a physical space as well. I finally was able to do one moment, though, that my mom uh, told about years ago. And she's just like, you know, I never cared so much that you played all the video games with your friends in the basement on the weekends because, well, one, I knew where you were and I knew what we had in the house. So I knew you weren't doing anything terrible. <laughs> and so finally I was able to just say, and the best thing about having this space, though, is just like my mom always said, I know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> and they got like a lot of big smiles and they're like, OK, Mr. McCausland, we'll get you. <laughs> but, you know, that was this past week that all happened. So I didn't have a week, a weekday afternoon to myself really until Friday. And even then I'm just like, so I invited my folks over for dinner and we just sat and watched Netflix that evening. <laughs> nice. And that's basically what I did today as well. While waiting to hopefully hear about PlayStation five arriving. <sighs> All right. Well, that's, well. That, that was the exciting stuff that's happened to me this week. I guess I'm a, now, Tyler has already threatened that that is going to become my nickname on the show, but uh, I'm going to be very upset if he starts calling me it during the showtime. I don't know what you're talking about, Coach. Shut up. <laughs> uh, if you uh, do, if you do happen to get Letterman jackets, I feel like you need to wear it during these recordings. <laughs> Yeah, I'll spruce it up and make it look like Captain N, the Game Master from 1985. I was going to say, either that or get Letterman Power Gloves. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh! We'll get them in the school colors with logos and stuff. Oh! So, oh. actually, actually, something legitimate that you could do if you wanted to like celebrate them with completing the season, mm -hmm. uh, school colored modded controllers. Yeah, but that would require you know trying to get the money to like you know do that, and that can be kind of. But that would be a kind of a cool fun gift for them uh, at the end. But um, well, make it like with Letterman Jackets; they still have to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we could do yeah. that. Um. One cool thing is, though, I did uh, as a, like a, a bonus extra credit class assignment. I, I had some students say, like, hey, if you design like a logo for the uh, school esports team, I'll give you extra credit for it. <laughs> and uh, we had only two submissions, which a little disappointing. But one was actually rather clever. He took the school's uh, logo, which is the uh, which is an Indian uh, like a Native American face, but he put it in like the Half-Life uh, kind of Valve logo mm -hmm. that, you know, is round and then has like the little bubble off to the side. And then inside of that, he put the uh, the power icon. And then he had a few other gaming icons around it as well. But I was like, that works really well, actually. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask a question here. Uh, supposedly this goes well here. That's mm-hmm. just one type of game that you could have competitively. Yes, there's six offered through the group we are going through. And oh, uh, where are the six? Yeah, out of chaos. Uh, well, uh, and, and the thing was that made me mad was uh, the sixth wasn't accepted until last week, which was well after you were supposed to have signed up for mm. the season. But they are Smite, League of Legends, FIFA, Madden, Rocket League, and Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> oh. I know. And that was the one that was added last week. And I was just like, dang it. Uh, I would be all over that. I was going to say, you could almost have a separate club just for fighting games. We got to go through the program. And also, we do have to abide by rules for uh, the program and the school. Like, actually, this program did have Overwatch labeled for high schoolers for a hot minute. But the problem was... Overwatch has guns in it and shooting, you know, and people dying. And okay. For- okay, Karen, whatever you say. But so then the group that we're going through cut that immediately, but they still kept it for college level and mm-hmm. youth leagues. And youth leagues is where you just sign up as an individual. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they still have the opportunity, but as for school sponsorship for Overwatch, the high school level, uh, apparently, some uh, parents can't read the uh, age rating label on a uh, video game box, mm-hmm. and it just blows my mind some days. Just some of the stuff that I, I, you've got some kids at the school talking about, like some of the worst, most atrocious. I've watched all three Human Centipede movies, you know, and I feel fine. I'm not going to give you a ballpoint ever. Paul Point Pen ever again, Timmy. You know, and then it's just like my mom won't let me play Among Us anymore because sometimes the people say bad words on it. All right, all right. Um, your, your mom you realizes you to... go to public school, right? Exactly. I'm like, you hear worse things on the bus on the way to school, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, how's your dad, the Quaker Oats guy, doing? You know. <laughs> This this may or may not be coming to my house. I can't. I can't see it. <laughs> what is that? The human centipede. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. Oh well. Uh, just when you that should be like rule thirty-five of the rules of the internet. If uh, if you can think of it, it exists. Because my brother and I were wandering through a used bookstore in Michigan one day, and he pulls out this book and he's like, I didn't think it said this. David, you got to see what this book is called. And it's just like, what? And I pulled it The Haunted Vagina. I flip it over. The kinds of books that, if you ever. No, I read the cover. I read the back cover. It is literally about. A, a, a woman's reproductive organs that actually leads to is a portal to a like haunted demon filled dimension. And I am just, yeah. 
it's one of those Did books. You buy it? No, of course. I, it, but it was one of those. I'm like, why not? Because it was one of those things. It's just like, is this under three dollars? Because this is stupid enough for me to actually want to buy. But uh, it wasn't. It was actually like like ten. And I'm like, I'm not spending ten dollars oh, on this crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave. I, that portal's how you get pillow pants. <laughs> For those of you who don't no, know, I, Tyler and I, in uh, early stages of college, introduced each other to movies we hadn't seen. And I think the time I've only laughed so hard, I was in tears, and boogers were coming out of my nose. Was when he showed me Clerks Two, and the character Elias talks about the troll pillow pants uh, that that lives inside of his girlfriend's reproductive canal. And I protecting, uh, protecting her chastity. Exactly. I I lost it. (laughs) I could not stop. It it was just one of those laughs where I just, I'm struggling to get air into my lungs. And eventually it just gets to the point where my body has to go. Ah! to finally, you know, stop me and get air into my lungs. Oh, my God. It's these oh kind God. of books, though, that are best left at someone's house. Like mm-hmm. the Gideon prank that Tyler helped me with that one time. Gideon prank. When I bought those $15, 15 oh. Bibles from the dollar store. Yes. <laughs> We were at our one of our friends' houses uh, playing D anD D, and he wasn't there, but he wanted everyone to come to his house to kind of just check it over. Mm-hmm. So I bought these fifteen Bibles. Uh, time out here. It, it should be well documented that he is atheist. Uh, okay. Group of what six to eight people. Just hid them throughout the entire house. I think one got put in the freezer. <laughs> yes, that was the first one he found. And there's another running joke, because uh, his wife one time accused, she didn't, didn't know who, but she accused one of us of not washing our hands when we went to their bathroom. So the running joke was, well, we'll just use chopsticks. That way our hands don't touch anything. So we left a pair of chopsticks on top of the toilet tank. <laughs> and so his text to one of our group was, "That's." he took a picture of the chopsticks on top of the toilet tank and said, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Why is there a Bible in my freezer? <laughs> and that person replied, oh, it's not just the freezer. And then his response was, quote, Jesus, they are everywhere. <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh, And about eight months later, he finally found, like, the last one. uh, Tyler, how much time do we have left? Uh, We're actually at a good point here. Do we have time for the final um, birthday gift uh, episode to end all birthday gift episodes? Or shall we save that for another time? We can go over that. Okay, so a final story for you, uh, fine ladies and gentlemen, the listeners of Cheer Up Shotch Gaming. And and any non-defined gender, yep. gender non-binary. What we did, it used to be that there was a, a group 
of three of us who made it an effort that every time uh, we gave a birthday gift to one another, we tried to make it as obnoxiously impossible to open, to find, to do whatever it may be to otherwise receive said gift. This started way back in like uh, fifth grade, but this was the last one that ended all of the other, that ended it because it was just so outrageously over the top. So I was the receiver. Tyler was one of the two who um, was giving the gift and he had mm -hmm. teamed up with the uh, other third party uh, member of, of that used to do this. And so I had just gotten off a shift working my college job of Dairy Queen and was covered in the lovely Dairy Queen, you know, filth, you know, from a, mm -hmm. a, a five hour shift to being a fry cook. And there are these two chuckleheads in my driveway when I get home and around, you know, 10 o'clock in the evening. And they just say, okay. It's time to get your gift, Dave. And first off, at this time, my birthday had probably been like four months beforehand. So, you know, just finally time for them to put all of this nonsense together. And I am trying to remember how exactly. It's, I know you like, did you give me a riddle or something to tell me what oh, the first part? I gave you a Rubik's Cube in a computer program. Okay. Where each, uh, each of the squares had a. Uh, 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 okay, hold on, hold on though. But I think that was inside what I had to find first, first, by the way. Right? Oh, I think we lost Tyler there for a hot minute, but I'll, I'll keep talking. Hopefully, this is still going. So, anyway, they give me a like riddle, and basically, the location is for me to find the uh, lake, you know, that is by uh, where my parents' house is. And uh, in the lake, I find a rope leading from a pipe, like a drainage pipe from the side of the lake, leading off way out into the water. And so I, I recognize this rope as not being part of the lake for living there, you know, my, most of my life. And I start tugging on this thing, and very slowly I start to see this massive blue object slowly coming out of the water. It was kind of like, you know, a mini, you know, the very terrible 1998 Godzilla movie where he breaks up the pier, you know, American Godzilla. Of where I was, I cannot lift this thing to save my life. It was easy to now? pull. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. It was okay, easy good. to pull it because it was so waterlogged and buoyant, but trying to get it out of the water and when all the water drained, it wasn't so buoyant anymore. So I then had to jump into the lake and slowly drag this thing over to a sandbank several feet away, only for me to realize this is one of these giant plastic tubs with like rope handles that children like put all of their like yard toys and such in and it is covered in a layer of duct tape on the surface and so 
I finally, I, I, we get it to my driveway, uh, but it was I think so we heavy. To, we think we had to put it in my car. Yeah, we put it in the trunk of your car. You drove and me and uh, the third guy, we just pushed it and kept it from falling out of the back until we finally got it to my driveway. So we get home and I start cutting into this, you know, probably about a half inch thick layer of duct tape on the top of this thing, finally getting it open to realize why it is so heavy is because the thing is filled about three quarters full of solid concrete. <laughs> I am then informed that the other clues are in the concrete. So I don't have a sledgehammer or anything really to help break this up. So I managed to get like a hammer and start breaking pieces off. And finally, after a couple good like lifts and like, you know, and dropping it on the ground, it breaks open. And I keep finding weird things in the middle of it. Like I found like abs of steel, the VHS tape in this. Um, and then I, I find two Rubik's cubes. I am then given a chair and a laptop, which has, which was six coded passwords that I had to enter the those were written on the Rubik's cubes and I had to solve the Rubik's cubes to a solid color before I could even read what the password was. I have never solved a Rubik's cube in my life. So eventually after about like probably about 10 minutes of trying to do that, I finally just like, okay. And I looked at all the appropriate colors and wrote them out on a sheet of paper. And then like, what is that? An anagram, you know, and then sorted them all out and got all six passwords, which were all like anime titles and characters and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then it says, I need to go to Arby's and order a number 69 from them. <laughs> so, you know, uh, to our younger viewers, ask your, ask your parents. Uh, I go to Arby's. Now, this is by the time it's midnight. You know, there's nobody at Arby's. And so I go there and then laying outside of the back door of Arby's is a used vacuum cleaner box. You know, very nice, decent size um, that, you know, just says uh, for Dave from Tyler and uh, our, our, our friend at the time. I get this thing into my car and I drive back home and I just, I, it was at the point I'm like, guys, am I going to do any more driving around tonight? Because I don't think they'd appreciate me opening this here. And then I get told, oh, they're not. So we take it back to my driveway and I start opening this bag, this uh, box, this vacuum cleaner box. I get into it. It is literally a gigantic bag of Dairy Queen trash. Like the day's <laughs> trash. And it's like, oh, it's somewhere in there. I dig through it and find another duct tape ball monstrosity. And I start cutting through that. And then it's another bag of Dairy Queen trash. 
So I'm digging through like rotten ice cream and ketchup and partial burgers. I, I'm probably get I I'm sitting there thinking they're gonna name a disease after me after <laughs> all this crap I've swimmed through. And then I find this kind of like gigantic cup-shaped form covered in duct tape. I get it open, and it is a giant, like, big one of those big gulp cups that they filled with the Dairy Queen fryer grease that you're supposed to go out and dispose of at the night that goes into a specified (laughs) grease dumpster. They filled that to the brim, and then... That naturally congealed into like this loving, you know, like pudding paste kind of texture. I get into that. There is this envelope about yay big that has been wrapped several times with duct tape and plastic wrap. And finally, after getting through that $20 gift card to Slackers, which is a local (laughs) video game store. (laughs) Yep. And after that, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore because what it's going to be is one of us is going to be buried alive if we don't stop. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That sucked. <laughs> but made for a great story. Oh, it's an excellent story. Because uh, I I want to say, was it a gift for the other guy that we also had, like, keys that we froze in a giant thing of ice? from? Oh, Arby's? yes, we did. Uh, we went to the Arby's cooler and uh, we color coded uh, keys to locks, and he had to solve riddles to find the locations of the said keys. Um, you know, around town because you know we would go to like a park and hide it. We would go to like you know where we worked and you know keep clue in other employees uh, or coworkers at the time what we were doing, and then they would hide it somewhere. And then keep an eye on it throughout the day so that, like, no one else, like, grabbed it. And uh, uh, you know, so we did that with him. And we tried to get the box welded shut. But yeah. uh, at the time, unfortunately, we couldn't do so. So instead, we just encased it in plaster, like a rock-solid block of construction plaster. We were terrible friends. <laughs> Uh, it was great. <laughs> it's great now, but at the time, you know, digging through, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm going to take all the showers when this is over. I, I, I literally think I went Things for like, funny later. <laughs> yeah. But I think I went for like three showers that evening and finally didn't get to, to bed till like two in the morning. I, I also think that we had to give you like a week to cool off. Cause you were kind of, Kind of upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I deal with enough work. I didn't want to go digging through it at work <laughs> afterward. Ah. It's it's one of those situations where I'm like, you know, I am digging away through things that I'm probably going to find like used needles and. Oh. <laughs> Beep that one. <laughs> Marking down the time now. There's uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, curiosity it's, here. Did it's you... funny now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it's hysterical but, but... now. But... Uh, curiosity, did you listen to the beeps from the last episode? Yes. Hadouken! <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> oh, nice. 
I was proud uh, of that one. Yeah. <laughs> we should just do random video game noises for when we accidentally swear on the show. Uh, or I should Mario do di- different words have different sounds. Yes. <laughs> oh, so yes. they can figure out what we're yes. saying without, without, without us actually saying it. Yoshi! <laughs> no. <laughs> I told yes. you that a few episodes ago. No. Yes. Uh. All right. Guys, this has been another successful episode of Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. Mm-hmm. So, before we sign off... Mm-hmm. Any final words, James? Uh, uh, words to live Articulating. Mm-hmm. Rival flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good words. Good words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone? Yes. Uh, be safe. Be kind. Bottoms up. Thank you.